Hey guys, I'm Carly Zakin. And I'm Danielle Weisberg, and we are the co-founders and co-CEOs of The Skim. On our podcast, Skim from the Couch, we talk to the women we look up to about the realities of getting to the top. And their advice is what helped us grow The Skim from a company of two to a much larger company. But we started here on a couch, and now we want to talk to you about the things that have helped us build a company and answer any questions you guys have about how to build your own careers. This week on the couch, Pyle Kadakia told us about how she decided to move away from her stable career and take this scary leap to create her business, ClassPass. I believe school is important. Like, I, I would not be here today if it wasn't for having a good education. That being said, like, look, I studied business when I was an undergrad. I then worked at Bain where I felt like I got my mini MBA. At some point, I just wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the lessons I w- was going to learn in my life was going to be from actually doing something. Um, and I think if you're ready to start a company, just do it. So we thought we'd answer some of your questions about how to make a career change. Welcome to Founder Chat. Hi, my name is Tiara, and I chose the wrong major. So I'm about three years out of college, and it wasn't until my senior year that I realized I shouldn't have chose social work because I'm definitely more, um, I have more of an affinity in the math and sciences, but I just wanted to quote-unquote help people. So now I'm trying to do a major career shift at my quarter-life mark, And I don't want to go in debt because I'm already in tons of debt from my undergrad. And I don't want to go back to school for a thousand years. So I always am looking for help, recommendations, guidance. Please help me. Tiara, thank you so much for that question. So first of all, do not freak out. I think very, very few people have chosen, quote unquote, the right major. So uh, we've all had a quarter life crisis. I like the name of that. And uh, do not worry. So first of all, I think it's important to know, like I would say before the skim, I self-admittedly, I was a little bit of a school snob. I looked at people's majors. I looked at GPAs and thought that that was the most important thing on a resume. Having now been five and a half years into the skim, I throw all of that out and cannot say enough how wrong I was. What I look at and what I know Danielle looks at and what we've really tried to push our hiring managers to look at at the skim is, I don't care what your major was. I don't care where you went to school. We want to see hustle. Do you know how to dig in and do something? Whatever that thing is. So totally honest, I'm much more likely to hire someone who has experience as a server or working in restaurants than I am to hire someone who has a Harvard MBA. Because what I know if they've worked in a restaurant is they probably have worked in a high-paced environment. There's literally been plates falling and stuff's going to hit the fan and how do they survive? And I think that is, I want you to kind of think about that because Whatever you're going to do next, you need to to have that hustle because you're going to need to kind of step in, um, get a foot in the door. And Danielle, I know you've got some thoughts around that. Yeah, so I love that you use the word quarter-life crisis because when we quit our jobs, that's kind of what it was. It was a term just coming around, and we were making fun of ourselves. Like, this is the lamest thing ever. We're 25 years old. We're having a quarter-life crisis. Well, I think people were making this fun is... of us, so then we were like, yeah, we're just making fun of yeah. ourselves. But, <laughs> you know, now having some— some distance from that moment, I feel like having a quarter-life crisis is probably better than having a midlife crisis. It's like you get it out of the way. You change your course earlier. We're not there yet, so maybe I'll listen back to this and be like, man, I did not know what I was talking about. But I think it's like you're three years out of school. Don't, don't get worked up about this. 
Um, I was an American studies major. I don't even, that's not a real major. I picked it because I got to make up what I was interested in. And what I was interested in is media and American politics. And that's essentially what I do today. Uh, I was also very much a liberal arts student. Um, So my major was political science, film, and I minored in creative writing. So I think the theme here is we both really like to read and talk about things. (laughs) So I think the best thing for you to do is what you said you wanted to do, and you put this in quotes, was to help people. And I would look at how you can take, because the biggest challenge is going to be, right, like you've been, you majored in social work, you've been working in social work, it sounds like. So what are the skills that you have that you can apply to a position in math and sciences that you might not have the quote-unquote right academic credentials for? I think you probably are empathetic. You can probably listen to someone describe a situation and step back and offer an objective observation of it. Um, And I think that that's where you have to be good at telling your own story. So, Tiara, I would think about your day-to-day as your theme is that you help people. So how can you look at a new job in science or math as helping people in a totally different way? Is it compiling data about health? Is it, you know, making someone's day more efficient through some mathematical equation. Math is not my strong suit, so I totally made that stuff up. But I think that, you know, you get the idea about taking themes from your day-to-day and the theme of wanting to help people and the theme of being able to listen to people and help them correct their own course. And I think that that's where, when you're looking for a new job, that's what you need to highlight is coming out of this role. So make it actually seem like just a different step, a more interesting step in a career towards something that you're ultimately interested in. I think also the reality of not wanting to go back to school to take on debt is something that we totally get. Um, I think a lot of people think about it that way. I think that's something that's coming becoming more and more common as you look at the student debt rates. Um, So I think you have to be a little bit scrappy. You probably might have to take more of an entry-level job somewhere to get your foot in the door. Um, And that's probably going to suck for a little bit. But I think ultimately, if you think that this is what you want to do, then I would encourage you to make that change now instead of waiting. So I want to transition a little bit, Tiara, from your question around debating about whether to go to graduate school, because we have all been there. And Danielle, you you were kind of just highlighting that. But it's we have a lot of strong opinions on this, and I think it's really shifted over the last few years. Um, keep in mind, like as I said before, I used to be a total school snob. So I thought that, you know, however many degrees you can get, the better off you are. And whatever higher institution you can get into, like, just do it. And we have a lot of friends and family who have gone on to get uh, advanced degrees and, and, and master's in various different things. And they all have had, you know, really positive experiences. But what we can tell you from our own experience thinking about it and from um, being on the side of hiring is a few things. One, it's really, really expensive to go to school. And you have to think about is the job you're going to get after you graduate that advanced degree school, um, is it going to help pay off your debt? And when we were working in our old jobs, we were living in New York City, which is a really expensive city, and um, I didn't have any benefits with my job. So there really wasn't a lot of wiggle room to, to put money aside for savings or to think about how to plan ahead. And we could not afford to go, into, go to business school without going into debt. And we knew, knowing jobs in media, it was very unlikely we were going to come out of 
those programs, get an MBA, and immediately be able to pay off that debt very soon. It just really, really was not very likely. So that was a huge fear. And I actually started going down the path of really, really seriously thinking about getting a master's. And so I started studying for both the GRE and the GMAT. I was taking an econ class at night at NYU, um, which I've never had more anxiety taking a class. And I, I also remember watching you do this and just being like, I don't understand. Like, I don't <laughs> get it. Like, my brain was totally just like, who can I meet that can get me a different I, job? Like, I, I really tried to give it a go. And I kept taking informational meetings, um, you know, at my old job and on the business side. And everyone kept telling me, it's great. You should totally switch to the business side of media. But you can't just switch from editorial. You have to quit. You have to get an MBA and then have to reapply. And really doing the math, it, it made no sense because I wasn't going to be able to get out of that debt quick enough for it to be worth my while. I also think it's like kind of, you know, you think about—actually, I've started thinking about this a lot with us because getting an MBA was never on my mind when we started the skim. But I think a few years in, I really started to think about seeing all of these people around us and knowing that what was holding me back in certain areas was not having this kind of quantitative skill set. And I think sometimes people think about a more formalized program like an MBA for that stamp of approval— and I think what you did that was interesting, and I think what a lot of people I think should consider is just taking specific classes. Like I would love to take an Excel class. Do I need to get an MBA to be good at Excel? Probably not. Or like I would love to take an not an accounting class, but like a personal finance class mm-hmm. or something that is like an econ class like you took. Like I think those are things that I never did that are one-offs that could give me a knowledge basis that would make me feel a little bit more confident instead of spending a bunch of time and money on a degree that I don't think gives you the same leg up as it used to. So moral of the story, Tiara, have hustle, get in there, try something new. Worst thing you can do is decide you don't like it and you'll try something else. Give us a call back when the quarter-life crisis is over. We want to hear an update. (laughs) You can explain math principles to me. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks again to Tiara for calling in. We love hearing from you guys. So please call us at 646-461-6370. I'm going to say it again. 646-461-6370. Hit us up and leave us a voicemail and you could be featured on an upcoming episode. We would love to answer your questions. The topic next week is, it's a really good one. It's how do you advocate for yourself in your career? So look out for that. 